The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaben, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's BMW Championship. And joining us to break it all down, the coach is here. What's up, coach? I feel like it was just yesterday that we were all here. It's crazy. How are you? Deja vu all over again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark, oh. Immel, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to have you. Hello, boys. Um, good to be with you. It was actually lots of fun last night. I, I was, I was thinking about our conversation and I was like, it's such a cool crew and there's such diverse opinions and, and to get on the show is a whole lot of fun. So two days in a row for me, this is like, I've hit the jackpot a little bit, to be honest with you. Fire up the hot take machine. Kyle Porter is here. K. <laughs> Welcome. It is, it is, uh, if I'm the one you're coming to for hot takes, you guys need to hear more hot takes. I think because <laughs> I am. You don't not think your the, takes uh, are that hot? No, other than my Chick Fil A take. What about Justin Thomas spending 25 times in a decade? Oh yes, yeah, that, I got out over my skis on that one. <laughs> you on someone else's skis with that one? You went out of yours. Yes. I was, I was on some like mini skis, and I was, <laughs> I was out of control that going down the hill. There, it was. I'd like to, I'd like to take that. If, if I could, re- actually, I would do this if, if I could. And I can't because it's I'm gonna be buying Mark Wine here in about a month or two. Um, that's how I'll little confidence. I'll, I'll, I'll give you fifty percent off if you get out now. Wow! Oh! Oh! Okay! Oh! Well, what? I, what I was gonna say is I would like to replace Justin Thomas's name with John Rom. That's who I should have said. I'll take that bet too, boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But this but this this does not wash the Justin Thomas bet. No, hold on. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say double it and let me replace JT with Rom. Oh wow, interesting. No, no. When I was a young man, I'll never forget my dad. I took a bet with him and he made me pay. I was young, and my mom's like, What are you doing, Jan? And he was like, You could have kept his mouth shut, he's gonna learn. Oh. And I had to pay the bet. So, Cal, no, you're not getting out of the JT uh, bet. You know I'm 36 years old, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> still teaching you lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my little brother. <laughs> you're my little, little brother. Oh. Hey, hey, I like the fact you're not letting him out of the first bet because yeah. then that would give him a chance to, to be profitable. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah sometimes you got to teach those lessons. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to take the bet, Kyle? You're going to take the second one to get your money no, back? I get – hold on, hold on. Well, I, 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 I will announce – we need to like I, what are the exact 
the exact terms. So yeah. if I remember correctly, I believe uh, Kyle had Justin Thomas to win 25 times in the in next years. decade. Right. Yeah, and okay. I think we start, did we start that in January? Uh, so I don't know when the start time was. Uh, so we're eight months in. I think, I don't know what he's at. No, 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 one? no, no. Does he this, have one? This bet, this bet was started last year. It was Very before last. DJ won the Masters. Yeah, we, okay. we, we, we entered a year two, yeah. Okay, so okay. this is year two, and I believe the uh, it, it was what a case of wine. <laughs> yep. Oh, a case. case of wine. A case. It gets better. Please it was, continue, a ten, Rick. it was a ten-year bet. Wow, yeah, so it's got to be good. You're right. You're right. Yeah. How so... many? How many wins does he have? One. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> now he's got three. Kyle, Kyle he's got thinks three. he has three. Mark thinks three he has one. So since the bet, he's had one win. No, we'd have to go back and look. We'd have All to go right, back and go. look. All right, so so, so Jeweler will look it I up. He's, I know he's got Memphis. I know he's got uh, the players. No, no, this bet originated after a big win because you came out with a Carl Porter. I was like, yeah. he's going to clean house from now on. Yeah. You may as well just cancel the PGA Tour and make him no, the no, greatest. No, no, hold on. Player it happened more. after. Didn't it happen after the Tournament of Champions? And I, and we included that in it. Didn't he, didn't he, didn't he win Kapalua? Jacob. That sounds right because because if that was the case, sorry, Jacob, go ahead. Where's yeah. your whiteboard? You had it written down on a whiteboard, Carl. <laughs> I did. What is this? This is, this is three minutes. We can't get back. <laughs> okay, so that means it started in December. Okay, so Jacob has a Google Calendar reminder, which is amazing for this. So, so it ends in December of 2029, which means we started in December of 2019, which means that Justin oh. Thomas's win at the Tournament of Champions is yep. one, and yep. the FedEx St. Jude is two, two, and the Players Championship is three. three. All right, I'll give you three. You okay. got another 22 to go. <laughs> That sounds daunting. Daunting. <laughs> that, that good. It's gonna come back to the one and done before that happens. <laughs> two, two and a half a year is two and a half years a lot. What'd you say, Jacob? So what? How many career ones is he at right now? To where we need to we need to do the math. Thirteen. I think he's got fourteen. Thirteen. 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 Yep. Rick, so he's got to get to thirty-five. He's got yeah. He's, he's got to be forty-five. He has 14 wins. Go Google how many guys have got more than 35 wins in their career on the PGA Tour. (laughs) He needs to be Phil Mickelson in the next eight years. Mm -hmm. Well, so are we counting? Does it have to be PGA Tour? Yeah, it's got to be. He's got to be in the world. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be in the. He's going to be in the PGL in three years. I, I feel like Mark, you could really give something out here. You just if you say European or PGA Tour, that'd be giving him something. Why give him we, something, Mark. Why are we diluting this, Kyle? Man, no, uh, no. Are you, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm trying to help you well, out, Kyle. Here's a, here, hold on. Here's the problem. If if you do it with Rom, then you then I can't do it if it's PGA Tour only. So you're saying he, Rom's going to have 25 wins in 10 years worldwide? Mm-hmm. I'll take that bet. Wow. Another case of wine. Lock it in, Rick. Lock it in. All right. Let's so go. Starting here, <clears throat> August 24th, 2021. Kyle, you let me help you. You are smarter than this. You you're, <laughs> you you really are. How many does uh <laughs> Well, you're really smarter than this. I'm going to give you one chance to get out of this really stupid bet you're getting into right now. Yeah, hold hold on, hold on. We what's there's things are moving quickly here. I I need to I need to let's let's do the episode. Let's do what we're here for, and then I'll announce at the end what I'm what my what the deal is. 
I'm waiting like with some breath. Yeah, but you, but but yeah, but but hold on a second. Don't start coming with different deals now. This is one of these Justin Thomases. He's gonna go Tiger Woods on y'all for ten years now. Yeah, it's no, it's I'm something a, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the J, the JT thing it stands for. He's got to get to thirty six by what is it? December thirty first, twenty twenty nine. That stands. That's okay. set in stone. Done deal. Again, I'll, I'll let you out of this at half price if you take it in the show. No way. Immediately. You should uh, no, 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 oh, no. I can't wait. I, need, go. I gotta save up. I gotta. I gotta get my kids into college and and save up separately. Do you understand what wine. this case of wine's gonna cost you in twenty twenty nine, brother? That's true. Inflation well, that's is saying. not gotta, on your side. I gotta save up for it. That's exactly what I'm saying. I love that we have a Google Calendar. Uh, <laughs> This is a betting Thank show. I love this. I pulled love up this. on our on our YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, you should be because this is riveting stuff. Uh, let's get back on the rails here. That was fun. Okay, how about this? Couple items I got to get to at the top. Uh, we are nearing the end of the super season, and we are now pandering to you. So please hit the like button, leave us a five star rating and review if you're listening on iTunes. And how about this? We are live on YouTube right now. If you ask something, it's relevant, it's good. We'll talk about it during the show. So feel free to interact in the comment section. And then finally, the fantasy football today team is prepping for the draft, and charity month is upon us. So they are supporting Saint. Jude. So throughout the month, the FFT crew will have various eBay auctions supporting St. Jude. Among various items, up, up for bid are preseason calls with the early edge analyst, meaning you can bid on a 10-minute <laughs> private Zoom call with Mike McClure, Larry Hartstein, or the coach. Oh, geez. Go to CBS. Let me hit, let me hit it, coach. Hold on one okay, second. Okay. Go to, go to cbsports.com slash eBay to donate and bid that cbsports.com slash eBay coach. How much is a 10 minute call worth? I, that, I don't think I can afford that. That's going to well. be some gold. Well, it's, it's like a 51. Uh, people are spreading out their money throughout the entire team because we have like 10 guys. Uh, but right now, I think I'm at 51 bucks, which I think is pretty 75. good. Uh, am I 75 now? Okay, so 75 bucks for 10 minutes. Uh, my crew, I told them, we didn't give them an option. We're like, if you want to be on the show, you got to do uh, the St. Jude thing. So we're excited about it. Uh, and we're going to be answering questions. And you never know who could show up on my call just because they went with mine. There might be other guys on the call. So you hey, never know, hey, Coach. Never know. What, what people don't know is um, you actually bill us for the time that we spend with you on this on this show. Every ten minutes, you you bill us for that. How do you think you got me on this show? <laughs> Please, they called, said we need more star power. I said okay. You guys are getting paid for this? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's America. Let's do it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. A lot of fun with with St. Jude's raising a lot of money. Uh, so we're excited about it. Thank you, Rick. All, all to a good cause. Uh, this week, Baltimore KP. First time in 50 years, Caves Valley had to be lengthened, modernized a little bit, but the tour is headed back to the Charm City. It is the Charm City, right? I got that right? Anybody? I think that's right. Yeah, that's what I read okay. today. I didn't okay. I didn't know that. I didn't you know didn't that know either. I mean, that's either. Charm City. I didn't, I didn't know it was called Charm City, but yeah, that's that's the that's what it is. We have not gotten golf in Baltimore, KP. Uh, I mean, I guess why? Just because there's not a ton of golf courses there? Yeah, that might be – Mark might be better suited to answer that. But we haven't gotten it in Baltimore in 59 years, almost six decades since mm – -hmm. is it 49? No, it's 62 to 21 is, is 
60. No, 50. Sorry. 59. Yes, 59. Yes, 59. Yeah, 59. I read, a, I read a good article in the Baltimore Sun talking about how, I can't remember the name of the tournament, the Eastern, Mark probably covered it, but it was the Eastern. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the terms of that bet are changing. As you speak. <laughs> oh, shots fired. KP coming strong. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was the Eastern something. Anyway, Arnold Palmer won it uh, a couple of times. I think Sam Sneed won it. So it, it's there's a uh, it's a deep history. It's a long time ago, but there is a, a decent history of of golf in Baltimore. And I think that I think it's exciting to take a tournament like this to different. I mean, just the the tenor of that Baltimore Sun article was like, man, we're excited to have the PGA Tour here, right? The, the, t the city is excited. The people are excited. And I think it's going to be a course that everything uh, uh, Brendan Porath for Golf Digest wrote about how basically they flipped the, the, uh, the nine holes. And so you're starting on their 10th hole and it's a bunch of par fives and drivable par fours. And I don't, I don't think there's a more interesting template as long as it's done well than a drivable par four. I mean, uh, 16 at Liberty national over the weekend was, was intriguing. Cause you could kind of make, if you have a good drivable par four, you can kind of make anything there. You can make a two, you can make a five. I think about the third at Augusta national. So I I'm intrigued by not only the excitement around the tournament, but also kind of what the course is going to, how it's going to set up for, for some of these guys over the weekend. Yeah, that's kind of what we've heard, Mark. Jordan Spieth, uh, seemingly because of his ties to Under Armour, said he has played this course 10 times or so, and he offered up those risk-reward opportunities. And I'm with Kyle. That that makes for very compelling golf. Uh, things that can go south quickly, things that can go north quickly, it, it, it makes for scoring opportunities. Absolutely. And just to put a, <clears throat> a bow on Kyle's conversation, too, you talk about golf in Baltimore. Well, that whole area is so intimate. You know, Baltimore, Virginia, D.C., it's all very close together there. And for the longest time on the PGA Tour, uh, TPC Avenel um, was a PGA Tour stop. You know, it had all went through all sorts of names. It sort of ended as the Quicken Loans National. It was a Trent Jones down the road over there. And then it moved away to Detroit. So there has been PGA Tour golf in the area, not necessarily in Baltimore proper, but around the area that's, you know, everything's so close by and it's easy to get to. So there's been a lot of golf there. And I think of many events I've covered at Avenel, Congressional, those sorts of places around there. And it's a good spot for golf. I mean, this time of the year, the weather is hot. It's humid. The golf ball goes. And this is a lot of golf course from what I've heard. 7,500 yards plus. Apparently, you know, with the pretty um, damp summer that people have had, there's a lot of rough. And so you're going to have to hit it around the place there. And the pictures I've seen, I've been invited to play, but I haven't gotten around to it. And everyone said to me, it's fun and it's challenging, but there's that risk-reward element. But if you look at pictures, and I have, you know, a lot of these holes sort of wind between a lot of these sort of stands of trees, which is very much like that area. There's just oodles of pine trees and hardwoods and stuff so it, it fits nicely to the eye the images i've seen of the golf course so i think it's going to make for great pictures on tv i think it's gonna be fun and then hey it's the 70 best players right now or the 70 guys who are playing the best no cuts and so it's open season you know when you tee off thursday morning there's not that specter looming of friday afternoon and a 36 hole cut you know it's 72 holes and you just got to catch fire for a couple of rounds. 
Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint here, Coach. 69 players. Patrick Reed, the one who is qualified, but not teeing it up. And I know it was not here last year, but this is where John Rahm dropped that 66-foot putt on Dustin Johnson to win. Now he has really, Rahm I'm speaking of, asserted himself as the number one player in the world, the best player on the planet. He's the favorite to win. It almost feels like uh, a year ago was kind of a little bit of the coming out party and it's just been Rom's year since you know people can really thank John Rom for getting great value on the betting side of things with so many <laughs> other players we're going to get to that because John Rom's so good and even when he didn't win last week he had the the lead for four and a half days and it was only a bad three or four holes that kept him from winning and he did not even have his a game and I thought it was interesting what he said in his post round about uh, I should have had a bigger lead. He didn't say I didn't hit it well or made bad shots or, or this or that. He said I should have had a bigger lead. That's an interesting mindset to have when you're the number one player in the world just after you lose uh, what would have been a really big playoff win. He's already back doing interviews there this morning. I saw it all over social media. So I think he's as locked in as he's ever been. He understands that even with his B-minus game, he's still good enough to win in one of the strongest fields that we're going to have, which is the 125 and now the 70. And by the way, guys, I saw a quote from Fred Funk, and he believes that Caves Valley is the best course in the state of Maryland, better than congressional. That's what Fred Funk said. So uh, I think we're in for a real treat this week. Fred Fred Funk sighting on the show. I love that. Okay, how about the? Uh, I, I do like this idea, KP. That that Rom is you know uh, uh, chomping at the bit to get back out there. That it, that we have one less day in between him playing golf and how this could impact not only him but the rest of the field. I mean, there was there were guys tweeting on Monday morning as we were getting delayed one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Mackenzie Hughes was like. Uh, you know, it's not like we're going to a place that we've never seen before next week. Obviously joking, because this is a place they've never seen before. So all that reconnaissance that they normally do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, losing a chunk of that heading into a course they've never seen. Yeah, I think it's I think it's beneficial to somebody like Rom, probably. So you got two things working for him. One is it's no cut, a no cut event the cream rises by the, by, if you go play, I mean, this is always my thing. If you go play 10,000 holes on Mars, Rom is going to win by a lot, thousands of strokes. He's going to win by a ton. And that is, this is not that this is a much smaller sample size, but it is, I think it's, I think it's to his advantage that there's no cut and that it's a place that guys that nobody really knows. I mean, unless you want to say that, you know, Chris Kirk knows it because he finished seventh at the 2005 NCAAs there. <laughs> I don't I don't think we're going with that. So no. I uh, man, the numbers on Rom are getting they're truly silly. I mean, if you uh, data golf again, my, my favorite website on on the Internet um, last 20 rounds. If you look at strokes gain, Harris English, I tweeted this out today. Harris English is second. 2.4 strokes gain per round, which is a really good number, Re like excellent number, uh, would be like a uh, the the best player on tour all year. Rom's nearly doubled him at four point. I think it's four point oh six over his last twenty rounds. I mean, he he's playing at a level that's like, I think it's for for whatever reason it's become a little normalized. But he's playing at a level that's beyond what Tiger was doing. And again, tiny, like really small. Um, like 
subset there. It's it's not for seasons at a time, but I, I just I think we're underrating how good he's been over the last couple of months. Uh, th- sorry, Mark. I thought you were going to jump in there. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm biting my tongue. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm going. I'm going to let Carl's observation simmer because it is impressive. But you know what? These guys grade themselves by stuff on the mantle. Rom's so. got one. One. This. What? What did he? What was his last win before Tory Pines? Was it this event last year? Did he win anything yeah. in between the BMW yeah. Championship and Tory? No, just this. I don't just think so. Right. Okay. Um, there are some compelling storylines around the bubble, Mark, and there's a couple of questions in the chat that I'll get to, but it, it is not lost on me that Rory McIlroy, who I believe you have described as being able to roll out of bed and finish inside the top 10 at Eastlake, uh, might not get a chance to play at Eastlake if he does not do a little bit of work currently 28th in the FedEx cup standings. Uh, and obviously a lot of things can happen over the next four days that he needs to secure his ticket to the tour championship. Yeah. Uh, look, he's, he's on the edge. Dustin Johnson's languishing it around that area too, but you know, they're going to come to play. Um, here's the thing about McElroy when he last won the FedEx cup, I don't know the year you guys can help me with this, but he came into the playoffs, not playing very well. 18. He went, you know, he went to the Deutsche Bank up in uh, the TPC Boston and just went Rory and won there and then played pretty solidly at the BMW, then showed up at East Lake and won. And then uh, there was another time that he showed up at East Lake. He was sort of down the rankings. I think he was might have been seventh. It was when we had the graduated scoring system and he was spotting someone a good six strokes. Yeah, I think it was 2019. I think JT was minus 10. I think Rory entered minus five. I think he was in fifth, something like that. He's giving JT a five-stroke start and wins the thing at a canter and wins the FedEx Cup. And there's just a little something about this time of the year that somehow he finds it. And, and, And as I looked through the performances last week, I regret I didn't get to see much of his play, so I can't really make an informed call. But... It seemed to me like there were whole bunches of birdies made. And so all the, to, to use a Tiger Woodsism, you just got to clean up rounds a little bit. And that's just shave a stroke here, shave a stroke there, you know, take away the, the odd double bogey. And all of a sudden, the 70 that he's shooting is 68. Now, I don't know what's going to be a competitive score around this place. But honestly, I mean, I'm not that worried about him advancing to Eastlake. I think Rory's not worried about getting to Eastlake. I think he's worried about advancing up the points list a little bit. So he's not that far behind the lead. And that's just a mindset thing. With with all of these greats, like Jack Nicholas said it to me one time. He's like, I was never worried about the Friday cut. He goes, I was just wanting to start playing my best on Saturday morning because they crowned champions on Sunday afternoon. And Tiger Woods was never concerned about cuts. Um, even Colin Morikawa, to a certain extent, now is not, not concerned about cuts. They're just pacing themselves through tournaments because they're in that mindset. So I don't think Rory's too concerned about not making the 30. You know, if he doesn't, it's going to be a wash. It's essentially a wash for a year anyway. If he doesn't win the FedEx Cup, it's going to be one of those years you want to strike from the record. So as far as I'm concerned, there might be some free swinging on the go. And that's why he's enterprising to me this week. Rory McIlroy, 28th in the FedEx Cup standings, coach. Dustin Johnson, 22nd in the FedEx Cup standings. Yeah. Obviously, only 30 spots are going to be available for next week. Would you be, one, surprised to see these? I mean, by their own standards, they've had pretty pretty sour years. At least Rory has a victory on the resume. But these have been down years for two of our, our the biggest names in our sport. 
to use a Mark Immelman ism, winning on the PGA Tour is really, really hard. <laughs> I think we forget because every uh, shot counts. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, every <laughs> shot counts. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, it's 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 easy to forget that less than ten months ago, DJ was the most. He was John Rahm ten years or ten months ago. And when he was cleaning up the uh, FedEx Cup, and then he was uh, winning at the Masters in November, and then now that's switched. And it can be a lot of different reasons: a lack of focus, uh, not really getting himself motivated. We've been—I've been very critical on this show of DJ this entire year. And and you go back to Saudi Arabia; that's when his game went south. So to see him at 22nd, when in less than a year ago he was the dominant player in the world, that is a little shocking to me. Rory is not so much because Rory has been on record over the years that motivation has sometimes been a problem for him. When you say, you know what, $10 million just really doesn't change my life that much. That's when you know motivation is a little bit of a problem, which is what he said a few years ago when we found out his company was worth $400 million. Motivation, I believe, is the number one factor between being great all the time and being great part of the time. And the guys that can motivate themselves like Tiger – you can be great all the time, but it's very, very hard to do. And so when I look at some of these guys like a Rory uh, or a DJ or anybody that's below, uh, Corey Connors is a little surprising at 20, to be honest, and Scotty Scheffler. No, none of these shocked me other than DJ being at 22. I'm not shocked. Let's mine into that, Coach, because I think you hit on something that I think is really interesting. And if if money is not a motivator for one of the top players in the world, shouldn't they be able to figure out something that is a motivator? And we've talked about this with Brooks Kepka often, right? Shouldn't these guys be able to find something to motivate them? 100%. This is what you do for a living, but it's also the problem you run into when you start making so much money available to them. That's why you're seeing a, a Chesson Hadley who went bananas because that meant the world to him to have a job for the next 12 months. You didn't see the same reaction out of anybody else who just crept into the top 125. Yes, but it's that's the beauty of being an athlete, and that's the beauty of being a professional athlete. Do you have what it takes to find within yourself the motivation to every time you tee it up or shoot a basketball or hit a baseball or throw a football? Do you have what it takes inside to be great, to want to be great? And some guys have it. Some guys do not. I don't know if Rory has that gene in him. His greatness is unparalleled when he is on all cylinders. I don't know if golf matters as much to him as everything else in his life does. And that's that's fair. That's fair because a lot of things mean something to him. I don't know if winning at golf is the most important thing. Yeah, well, what you said there was appropriate. I, I want to say to you, the money for the guys at that level, it doesn't really motivate them. You know, it's nice to win stuff because there are a couple of things at play. There are two words. There's ego. And there's a whole bunch of pride. And these guys are competitors and they don't like to lose. They got to where they are because of that competitive fire that burns within. Now, sometimes that gets a little dulled. So the money's not going to motivate them that much. The ego and the competition will. I agree with that. Someone like a McElroy or even a DJ to a certain extent, you said it. Priorities begin to change a little. Rory's now a dad. He's a husband. When Tiger Woods was on that tear, Jack Nicklaus famously said, let's give it a little time. Let's see what he does, what he turns into when he gets married, when he's got kids, when you've got to deal with that side of life too. And so there's a lot of that that goes on. When you're single and you're singular and everything you do is just to sort of, you know, building your resume, you devote all your time to preparation and practice. 
And I think if there is an Achilles heel right now with a bunch of those guys, it's because priorities have changed. So when they're home, it's maybe not 5 a.m. in the gym. It might be, well, I'm going to go and have a you know, hang with a kid, play with Poppy a little bit. You know, then I'm going to go and have a little practice and some lunch with a family. And so time gets managed a little differently. And I think that's the thing that people don't bear in mind because I've worked with these people. I've seen the change from when they are singular and on tour to when they become fathers, family members, all that sort of stuff. Therein lies the sweet spot of time management. And that's the big challenge for those sorts of folks, especially to my, in my opinion, McElroy, because he is, he's so involved as a dad. Makes sense. Let's turn our attention to the guys on the outside of the bubble looking in here. And there is a comment from Zach who says, who is the golfer currently outside the FedEx top 30 to make a run this weekend to book an East Lake an East Lake ticket, and then he wants a pick from each of the panel because he produces the show now. So we will apply, <laughs> Zach. Uh, KP, when I start to look at the you know guys 31 through, let's call it 41, and obviously you know they could come from further back, but the guys right on the bubble, Kevin Kisner, Keegan Bradley, Siwoo Kim, Cameron Tringali, Mark Leishman, Cam Davis, you get KH Lee, Carlos Ortiz, Brian Harmon, Hudson Swafford. Any of these names doing it for you? Is there someone who from outside of this top 30 that could make a move uh, to the tour championship? Mm, this is tough. I, I don't love any of these guys. Um, I think that if you go down just a little bit more, producer Jacob, I think EVR is interesting. He was really good last week. Uh, he's at 45, so that's that's pretty deep. He'd have to like legit contend again, I think, to get into that top 30. Um, scroll back up, producer Jacob. Please. Yeah, what would these guys need here? I mean, everything's what tripled here or quadrupled here for the for the playoffs. I mean, you're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a move. You're gonna have to play. Yeah, well. If you're down there in the 40s, you 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 winning. You you essentially in the winning in or top five. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th I think a top yeah. five would do it. Yeah. Um, I remember I, last I week, would... seven guys is all that moved. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Justin Ray wrote an article for I think it was PGATrue.com talking about it. I think only two or three guys moved in from the BMW last year into the top 30. I think one of them was Mackenzie Hughes. Remember, he had that great couple of days at bunker. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Kinda Billy Horschel pumped him up. Yeah, he made that last putt to get in on 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he was one of them, but it just it, it's it's pretty rare unless you're like really contending. So I guess I'll go Keegan. I, I mean, the, the answer is probably gonna be either Keegan or, or Kisner, just because they're the closest and both playing pretty well. Keegan sort of contended last week. Obviously, Kisner won at Wyndham. So I'll 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 kick us off by saying Keegan Bradley. Yeah, if we wanted to go further down the board, I liked Russell Henley just because his result his results have actually been much worse than he's actually played because he's had a couple of one bad round here one bad round there but knowing he probably needs a top five worries me uh, Cam Davis is in 36th we've seen plenty of upside there over four rounds no risk of a cut I get kind of there, excited about that there's some guys in the 40s that are playing great I mean EVR is playing great um Shane Lowry's, yep. Shane Lowry's playing awesome. Noren's had some good finishes. Russell, uh, I mean, like you said, Henley's been really good over the last month or so. He just hadn't, I mean, he didn't putt at all last week. So yes. I don't know. I mean, any any of those guys I just mentioned, I think could feasibly finish in the top five and, and jump into to Eastlake. 
Mark, when you take a look at these bubble boys, uh, who in, who do you envision cashing a ticket to the tour championship? I was asked on HQ at the big, before the playoffs, who would come outside and advance. And I said, Cam Davis, um, you know, when he, when I watched him play at the rocket mortgage, he, he turned my head and, and it, you know, I'm sort of the grizzled, as Kyle said, I've called golf when, you know, the Eastern <laughs> open was happening back in the 1940s. And by the way, it was the Kemper open. I was talking about 1987. <laughs> it started there in Baltimore, uh, in, in Avenel. Um, yeah, I was talking about the, uh, it was called the Eastern Open Invitational, which sounds yeah. like a mad lib of just words that were made up for a <laughs> yeah, how, how can it be Baltimore. an open, an open ended and, invitational? And an invitational. I, I have know. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the So, so I, I mean, Cam Davis, I will say I'm with Carl on Keegan, but, but I'm looking at Mark Leishman over there. He's won this event before. Granted, it was, um, in the Midwest when he won, um, He's playing sort of close to home. He lives in Virginia. This is in Baltimore. And, and Leishman's the kind of guy where, you know, he doesn't have to hit the ball great to score. You know, he's not one of those guys when he hits it, he's just going to just, you know, make your eyes pop out. But he just finds a way to make things happen. And when he gets into contention, he typically closes. So in a situation where he's sitting, what's that, 35th? Um, I got my eye on Leishman there as well because he's been to the Tour Championship a few times. He sort of knows what he takes, it takes, and he's been through this event before. The likely suitors to drop out would be Charlie Hoffman and Max Homa. They're 29 and 30 without uh, playing well this week. Some, one of these bubble boys coach could bump those guys out. So when you look 31 through whatever number you want to stop at, whose name catches your eye? Well, I've got two names because I really think Shane Lowry is going to have a great week because when you go to a course – that not a lot of players know that I, I tend to lean towards really good ball strikers, uh, which I think is very, very important. But he's at 47. So I'm going to say Shane Lowry, I think we'll have a top 10. I think in top five uh, would jump him all the way up. But if I'm being realistic, I'm going to go see Wu Kim because I've always been fascinated by how he can shoot two eighties on one weekend and then go win the players on the next weekend. And let's not forget two weeks ago, in a six-way playoff, he was in it. He was in it. So he's playing well enough to win. He didn't do much in the playoff, but he was in it, and he had a great Sunday closing round. So if he can get red hot, he's a he's as streaky as anybody on the PGA Tour. So I'll say Siwoo Kim just because of how hot he can get. You use the word fascinating. I use the word frustrating trying to figure <laughs> yeah, out. That's true. Uh, that's but, true. I mean, that's – that's what you want, right? Is a high. If you're not going to be John Rom, you want a high, high variance. Miss 25 cuts and then win two events. I'll take yep. it. If that wasn't enough incentive this week, KP, it is indeed the final event to secure your Ryder Cup points. The captain's picks will be made after the tour championship. So this is it. The last chance to automatically qualify. We've got a lot of names now, uh, especially on the American side with how, with how deep that is that are in the mix and could make a move this week. Do you envision any big movers spoiling the party for, uh, for some of these captain's picks? No, I think it's fairly straightforward. I mean, I, and again, I don't know if I, in a perfect world, I would not have Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, or Brooks Kepka on the team. We, you and I have talked about that, Rick, um, because I think they're all just sideshows for for the most part. And, but I think that 
I, I think it's I think it's straightforward. I think you've got your top 13 and you're basically if you're Steve Stricker, I think you're choosing between uh Webb and Patrick Reed. And so I, I I don't I think this week could be meaningful for for Webb. He needs a really big week to make it to the tour championship. Um but you know, who knows? If if Reed is is incapacitated, can't play, then regardless of what happens, I think I think they'll go with Webb anyway. Yeah, producer Jacob has go with Scheffler. Yeah, that's true. So I, I X Mark, jeez, oh, Webb was the X factor for me, Mark, because if Webb, for example, won this week and did kind of what Tony Finau did, which is jump up six spots and get yourself into the positioning for the automatic qualifying, that kind of changes the math a little bit because Webb would have gone from you know, a 50-50 captain, captain's pick to potentially being an automatic qualifier. He's the one guy that I think changes the formula, but without knowing what Steve Stricker's thinking, it might not change the formula at all. <laughs> no, it's it's hard. And the one thing I can comment on, because I, I think any any of those guys, you know, just a few months ago, everyone was screaming about Billy Horschel being selected because he had such a big run in the match play, I think it was. And, and so it's just... Whenever the sun rises on a new day, the Twitterati have a new opinion on who's need to, who needs to be in the Ryder Cup team. So any of those guys, Horschel, um, even Kokrak. Remember, there was some Kokrak conversation at one stage. Um, Scheffler, I think, is a, would be a wonderful pick. Webb is an awesome teammate for anybody, and he has some experience. You, you know me. I, I, I said if he's healthy, Reed needs to be in the squad, but I'm not sure he'll be healthy. So I, what I know for certain is that Captain Steve Stricker has got a hard job in his hand on his hands and he's probably turning to his, his assistants. And I, I mentioned it last night. I'm sure he is talking with Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods has a finger on the pulse. He is sort of the unofficial captain of all down there in the president's cup. It was told to me on good authority that that final round comeback that all of those 12 guys got 11 guys got together and did it for Tiger Woods, the playing captain. So what Woods says kind of goes a little bit. So I'm sure He's 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 had Tiger on speed dial speed dial a little bit, so it's just a tough decision. But I think any one of them would be fine, fine uh, members of the team. Rick, I think what's interesting is if if and you just you kind of just said this, but if Webb or Scheffler has like a top five or a top three, and maybe jumps up, let's say to eleventh or tenth, maybe ahead of Reed. Then it then it gets super interesting because I think then like let's say she, let's say Scotty Scheffler finishes second mm-hmm. and jumps to whatever tenth in the standings, then I feel like it would be a pretty straightforward like hey Reed's out and we're taking the top ten and then can't land Berger. I, I don't I don't know how you can it may and they probably will, but I don't know how you can look at Reed can't land Berger and be like hey I'm taking Reed and then one of the I don't I don't know how you don't take can't land Berger. Right. They're just they're not problems and they're playing as good or better than Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's not even playing. I, I just I, I don't I would not under and they and Stricker probably will go with Reed. I don't disagree with Mark. I just think it would be I, I think it I think it would be a joke if he did. I, I, I want to tell, really, tell you a quick story that I heard uh, and, and this dates back to Hazeltine um, where they were having the team meeting. Uh, and this has been this is a recycled story, so don't quote me on this. But apparently, the night before, Reed walks into the room and he goes, "I want McElroy, make it happen." And apparently, Tiger looks at Captain and goes, 
give him McElroy, make it happen. And so there was some communication that happened. And so Captain Darren Clark and them got together and that became the match and is comfortably one of the great matches of all time in the Ryder Cup. But Reed marched into the, the, the locker room and said, I want him. I want their best guy. And they believed in him enough to give him the gig and he pulled it off. I think one of my biggest issues working for the PGA Tour now is, and this I think this goes across golf as well, is that loyalty I love. I'm a loyal guy. But sometimes there's too much because we don't want to let a certain time period go or players go and and then not allow other players in. If I'm Daniel Berger and I'm sitting at home thinking, I absolutely deserve to be on this team, and I'm fighting against the history of Patrick Reed. I'm not fighting against the current Patrick Reed. And I think that's something that Steve Stricker and Tiger Woods need to really take a long, hard look at. Yes, he's been terrific five years ago, four years ago. But in the last, let's say, three years, he has not been terrific. He has not been good in team competitions. And I think it's the hardest thing to do. The PGA Tour has a hard time doing it. And I think golf has a hard time doing it because we love everybody so much. There are guys or golf or it's a gentleman's game. All of that difficult decisions are hard to make, but great leaders can do it. And I think this is going to be not even a hard decision. I think it's going to be the right decision to leave him off the team and then sit everybody down and look at Brooks, look at Bryson and say, we're not going to have any BS this year. No <laughs> BS. Let's have some pride. Mark talks about pride, ego. That's been bruised for years. It's now time to get that back. Rap, Rick. I love it. Co- coach for vice captain. <laughs> last, real quick, like, I, I, the last thing I'll say, I'll be really quick on this. I wonder how Tiger felt when Reed proactively called the New York Times in 2018 from Paris and just threw 11 guys under the bus after they got smoked on Sunday. Because that's the most recent Ryder Cup that, that – that we've seen that, that has been well, played and it did not go very well. Well, if that's the case and, and their grudge is held, then it doesn't happen. Uh, who knows? We're four guys that have got no idea really. And we just we getting on something over here. <laughs> we will know for sure in two weeks when those captain's picks do indeed come in. Gentlemen, we've got to do our one and done and our picks. We're going to do that on the other side, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating 
workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Let's move on to our betting cards for this week. And I'm looking at Mark's card right here. So let's go with Mark's card producer, Jacob. And while he pulls that up, I'll remind everybody how this works. We take $100. We go over to Caesars and we allocate our funds however we would like. Here is how Mark has opted to go with his card. Five $20 bets. Let's start with a couple of matchups here, Mark. Let's go with Justin Thomas over Colin Morikawa and your best bet, Rory McIlroy over Brooks Koepka. Mm, Justin over Morikawa is a function of Morikawa apparently being uh, having a tender back. Um, that news came out last week, and you know the back is the center of one's being. So if that's not working so well, practice is scuppered. Um, you never really make free swings and stuff. And the one thing about Marikawa's technique um, with that super bowed, so that sort of shaft lean he carries through the golf ball with that lead wrist, you've got to rotate pretty hard. And if your back's tender, that's that's difficult. So JT playing well, putting well, got the old putter in the bag. I think I'm pretty happy with that bet. Um, and, and Rory over Brooks. Brooks looked lethargic to me a little last week. And, and like I say, Rory, there were sort of glimpses. And the Rory I know, and this is why I'd saved him the entire season, is Rory sort of shows up when when the, when we late into the playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a little form just down the road from where he won a U.S. Open. Um, congressional when that victory when he looked superhuman. Um, I think he'll have some good vibes going back there, and, and the game seems to be trending. So, yeah, I like that bet there. Rory favored over uh, the underdog against Brooks. You then take Shane Lowry over Harris English, and then you opt for a three ball. This one is Dustin Johnson over Colin Morikawa and Brooks Kepka. So this is a continued fade of Morikawa and Kepka on your cart. Yeah, uh, the Lowry over English bet was sort of hard for me, but I honestly looked through a number of the bets and nothing really sprung off the page because I, I watched Harris on course en route to the win at the Travelers. Um, and then... I called him here recently again where he just has no holes in his game right now. And then mentally, he's just so sharp. Uh, it was it was uh, Memphis, uh, except for the final. I didn't have him in the final round, but Saturday he just looked great. And so he, he is, he, I think he's going to be around late Sunday afternoon at the at the Tour Championship, to be honest with you. But just Shane Larry, the number looked good. And then, um, yeah, 
DJ, I'm just waiting for DJ to be DJ. Um, again, I'm, I'm unconvinced about Brooks and Marikawa's a little tender, so I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin Johnson plays well again. And then your card, this is a perfect segue to my card, Mark. It wraps with Sung J.M. as the top Asian at plus 220. The others in that are Hideki, K.H. Lee, and there's a third that I'm forgetting that I'll figure out. But that is your bet here, Mark. I'm trying to convince myself because, like I say, uh, I said in the show yesterday, maybe, that I'm between Rory and Hideki this week in one and done. So that is just a selection there to try and convince myself that my one and done of McElroy is going to be the right pick this week. So maybe it's a little uh, subliminal conviction going on. It is are you C- going with? Are you JT Sorry. at the Tour Championship? Hmm? Oh boy, the wheels are turning. We'll get to that in just one second. Sung J M over Hideki Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim, and KH Lee. It's a perfect segue to my card, producer Jacob, because my best bet is indeed Sung J M to be the top Asian at plus two twenty, and then coach the rest of my card. Uh, one matchup: Scotty Scheffler over Louis Oosthuizen, and then I've sprinkled a victory outright on Justin Thomas. And Brooks Kepka. Yeah, the Sheffler pick I love because Louie was the only player that did not play a week ago. He's pulling out. He's been injured the last couple of weeks. Um, and so how do you not bet against him? And I think Scheffler is one of those guys. He's like Berger. He's got this huge ego, which I love. He thinks he's as great as his talent is, and but yet he doesn't always play up to it. And I think when he's in a, when he's in a field like this, when he's in a uh, a tournament like this, I think he raises the level of that game. So I love the Scheffler pick, and I like JT at plus two thousand. You almost feel like you have to when you get a, a plus two in front of his name, which never happens. Yeah, how is he plus two thousand? That seems because like because a- Rom because of Rom they have to spread it out, KP. Because if not, then everybody's going to you know everybody's betting on Rom, but they say we don't want that because they would rather have guys sprinkle it all over. That's why there's yeah. so many good numbers yeah. across. Yeah, Rom's what plus. 650? 650 was the last thing I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 650 with no cut. That's just, I mean, it's a, it's a much better number with no cut. Coach, that's a perfect transition into your card. You've got a couple yeah. of matchups here. Let's start with these cam Smith going right back. Oh, look at this. What a little, a little rematch of the playoff last <laughs> week. Cam Smith gets revenge. According to coach minus one over Tony fee. Now, then he goes with Shane Lowry, the dog uh, over Harris English and Justin Thomas, who we just talked about over Colin Morkow. It hurts a little bit because normally whenever me and Mark are on the same page, I don't know how much I like that. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> this week, it scares me a little bit. I, uh, I, I like to have the friendly rivalry with you. I just like it. I just like it. Uh, but these three, when they, they just jumped off the page to me, we all know the hardest thing to do in golf is to repeat and play well, not win the next week because nobody, well, nobody, it rarely happens when guys win back to back events. It just, it's very, very rare. On top of that, the fact they played Monday, he's only got two days to figure out, oh, wait a second, I got to go back and play after I just won my biggest event of my, of my life. This is an easy fade for me. Cam Smith shows up every single week. He's playing great. Shane Lowry also playing great. Loved him over Harris, as did Mark. And then JT over Morikawa. This is as much about Morikawa as it is about JT. You just cannot fix a back in a week. And it's very, very clear after Dottie reported it uh, on the broadcast that he is not right. And because we know when he is right, how good he is. And so, again, this is an easy fade of Morikawa this week. Quick trivia, boys. Uh, who was the last golfer to win back-to-back starts? Oh, wow. Mm. 
Oh. I think I know. You you wow. think you know? Or I you know tell us the year? Tell us the year? I know. A, oh. Yes, I can say. I know a guy who did it. I just don't know if he was the last. DJ. Uh, that was not the guy I was thinking of. Well, uh, hold on. D- can Tiger we, uh, Woods. Like, uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods. No. <laughs> what, Kyle? Can we get a year? Yeah, yes. a year. Uh, Rory. 2019. 2019. Wow. I love these questions. JT. It's JT. What 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 two events did he win back to back? I was gonna say I was gonna say the the end of the of Asia and then the beginning of the. You have the right time of year, that might help you. Uh, wow. Who, wow, Xander. Fall, nah, it's the fall swing. The fall swing. Oh 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 oh. Todd 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 Todd. Brendan Todd. Yep. Brendan Todd won. Uh, I think he was uh, the last one to do it. He won Bermuda right. and Mayakoba back to back. That's right. That's right. And then he did nothing the rest of the year, but still, still had a phenomenal year. He almost year. won the next week. He was like the 54 yeah. leader. The next week finished fourth. And then, yeah, basically did nothing. <laughs> and rode it to the tour championship. He sure did. All the way. All the way. Uh, That's cool. Good trip. Right. Kyle Porter. Uh, mm, you like this? I have, your, I have your betting card in front of me. I've laid eyes on it, and I will warn the is this gonna take? Is this going to take long? I got some. I go. Oh, it's not, not going to take long. It's not going to take long at all. Oh, it is okay. One, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. One wager. <laughs> all his money, all in in pure Jason Kokrak style on John Rom to finish inside the top ten, and for that honor, he's paying the juice minus one eighty seven. So his one hundred dollar wager would return fifty three. Well, technically one hundred and fifty three dollars and thirty three cents. Fifty three dollars worth of profit. KP, talk to me. I just don't, I don't, he's twice as good as the seventh best guy in the world right now. So I don't know what the path is. I mean, unless he just makes nothing, I don't know what the path is for him finishing outside the top 10. I mean, it's not, it's not a good number. I'm not arguing that. I just, I, I, again, I think we're underrating the level that he led the field on Sunday at Liberty National. He led the field from T to green. He was the best. He was the best player in the field from tee to green. He just he'd made zero putts, made nothing, and he finished third. So I just, again, I've said it a hundred times this pod this over the last hour. He's playing at a level that is we're just. I don't think we're like mentally accepting kind of the the his floor right now because it's it's a top five, top four, top three, four. We all we always do. We we always do because because of Tiger and Jack. Anytime there's a comparison or somebody plays at an unbelievably high level, it's like, er, we can't do that. It's like comparing greats that are still playing. It's like we can't say Tom Brady or Brett Favre or these guys, when they're playing, are the absolute greatest because we didn't see Bart Starr play. It doesn't make any sense. We've got to be able to do what Kyle's talking about. If he's playing that great, then we've got to acknowledge it. Well, and I, and I think a little bit the difference between because you mentioned DJ earlier playing at that clip, and he was. I mean that that's where he was he was living. I think I just trust Rom more. No question. And, and maybe no that's question. unfair, but I no with DJ. You're just there's always a sense of like could go off the rails this week, or he could you know win by eleven like he did at the Northern Trust. With Rom, I, I feel like I'm I'm more confident of what I'm getting from week to week. Because he so shows that he cares, KP. He shows so that he cares. Rod, are you saying Rom has more career victories than DJ when it's all said and done? Hmm. That's a good well, question. Rom's, that is a good question. I think 
the full circle, by the way, I think Rom is going to play in a more difficult era, right? Because when DJ started, it was 2010, 20, 2008 to 2012. It just wasn't. He's I, that he's twice as good as the seventh best guy in the rankings. I mean, he has been statistically over the last no. couple of months. So what do you think? DJ or Rom yeah. uh, worldwide or just PGA Tour? PGA Tour. DJ doesn't play worldwide unless he goes to Saudi for one week of the year. <laughs> well, those count. I mean, they, they, yeah. Well, he's, by, he's won there, by the way. I mean, he's actually won there. So if you want to add that to his list. I'll, I'll add that. And, and if you give me ROM worldwide, I think ROM worldwide, yes. I don't, I don't know. I, I, would, I would say no on PGA Tour. But do you see that, that now you're starting a whole new thing and we're 54 minutes into this podcast here yeah, because Ernie else worldwide has been – unstoppable yet phil will go down as the better player than ernie because of his his number of victories on the pga tour maybe, maybe we he should do a special show ernie else is underrated she's <laughs> no kidding <laughs> wait you hold on hold on mark was about to he thought i was disparaging ernie else and he was about to <laughs> no, no 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 but, but but that's the thing when you start saying worldwide wins and you talk about strength of field and such so so john will show up and go and play in valderrama we could play with half his set of irons probably against half of the field over there and be okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, so, yeah, so, I agree. I, we don't disagree with that. Uh, again, PGA Tour wins. Tell me. I, uh, DJ has already got a ton. And I think 20, Rom has... 24. Yeah. Rom has what? Seven, six. eight? Six? Oh, I, can I can tell you in a second. I thought it was a big head start. That's, That's a big head right. start. I Six. just think it's it's going to be it's going to be a deeper era. Golf is getting better and better and better the more and more money is infused into it and I I so yeah, I'll say I'll say DJ ends with more than wrong. Well, what's what how old is John? 25? What's he 26? 26. Yeah. He'll so, be 27 in November. So God willing, he's got another ah, what, 16, 17 really good years in front of him. You never know. DJ still got DJ still got what five or six. Yeah. So. yeah, let's not go to sleep on the boy. Because I mean, DJ, uh, and, and what makes me ask this question was because you're like, you know, when it comes to Ram and DJ, I can trust Ram more than Dustin Johnson. I'm like, boss, I got to walk you around the golf course just for a few times, and so we can watch these guys play. Now, I'm yeah, I was, I've never seen him play in person, actually. No, okay, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not being facetious here. Ram is the way he's playing right now is I get excited. I mean, I, I want to go and sit down or walk around and just watch his control, watch the way he plays the game, watch the shot selection. I mean, it is he is performing at that virtuoso level. But Dustin has done that a few times. And and then when you see Dustin at his best, it'll, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's it's incomprehensible, really. I think Mark, where we're where we're missing it between you and, and what KP is saying is that you talk in the history of these guys, and we're looking at the recency. He says right now. Am I am I right, KP? You said right now in this well, moment, we trust saying, John Rahm more than DJ. What I, what I was saying is, DJ might go shoot eighty eighty at the Memorial. John Rahm's not going to do that, right? From then week that, exactly. Week, yeah. From week to week, I trust, and then DJ will bounce back and win the next week, right? Shoot thirty from under, week, yeah from week to week when they're performing at their best week over week, I, I just trust Ron more than I trust DJ. Okay, I, cannot, okay. I can see that. Uh -huh. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing. 
Two quick things. Uh, the last time Kyle did this, where he, I think he did $90 on John Rom to finish inside the top 10 and he put his other 10 on Colin Morikawa to win, it was the Open Championship. He cashed both of those, so he's putting his perfect record on the line here with one of these all-in cards. To recap our best bets, I went with Sung J.M. to be top Asian, plus 220 over Hideki Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim, K.H. Lee. Greg phoned in his best bet. It's EVR, top 20 plus 250 coach went with justin thomas over colin morikawa kyle of course his only bet is his best bet john rom top 10 finish minus 187 and mark with rory mcelroy over brooks kepka which gentlemen leaves us with one final thing to do it is the one and done and we are two weeks away from the conclusion of the super season and we're going to start where we always start coach that's with you 5.2 million yeah. Can't, Patrick Cantlay got you $203,000. There's about, I don't know what it is, 1.7, 1.8 on the line at the top this week. Where are you headed? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that's hitting the ball great that, according to my records, I have not used before. And as long as he doesn't have to chip, I think I've actually already used it. <laughs> <No. laughs> he did. Uh, uh, but also his number has really changed today. Early today when I was doing my original research, he was at plus 4,000. Now, clearly somebody is hammering this guy because his number is now plus 2,800. I'm going to go lock it in, Corey Connors. And I've confirmed you are good on it. Corey Connors. Connors for the coach. Jacob has a $400,000 lead over the coach. It's and over. Ja and Jacob... You used Rory McIlroy last week, so this week you go with whom? Well, I mean, I kind of had a murderer's row of people left for the end of the year. I had Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, and Bryson DeChambeau still in the tank. Ooh. And Ooh. Bryson's unplayable. Bryson's unplayable. Tell me uh, about it. So does Rick. Rick. Uh, Xander, I mean, I, you know, knock on wood, theoretically feels great for Eastlake. Uh, I mean, some other names that I have around Casey, Kevin, Na, Jason Kokrak, I could go all in with Kokrak here. Uh, I, I'm really at a crossroads. I think I'm going to end up going with Bryson just on the principle that I can't win, but also I don't want to be the guy that didn't play Bryson all year. Yes. So I, I feel like I feel like just the Bryson upside is theoretically better, but I, I don't feel great about it. The guy that didn't play the, the PGA Tour Player of the Year. <laughs> I've never seen somebody take so long to finish fifth in my life. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. This is a this is a, <laughs> is a long way. Yeah. Every pick counts. <laughs> Jacob subscribes to every pick counts, and he's grinding. He's grinding over. He this is pick. grinding. It's yeah. better than sixth place. So. Oh, that's true. He's getting ready for the true one and done that I'm going to run in a few weeks. That's what he's getting ready for. Hey, I, uh, I said last week, we just need you to send those rules out, and I'm not going to help you send them out in a PDF because I've definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I actually, true wow. story, I just, I just downloaded tough, a, PD, a PDF app because I knew you weren't going to help me. <laughs> it's a true story. I just I like downloaded PDF, it. I feel then. like the, the PDF app will actually make things more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jacob is about uh, what is this 800 2.8 million behind you Kyle yeah you also went with Roy McElroy 
last week and you are yeah. still uh i mean you're still in this you know the 1.7 plus the 3.6 next week uh you you, you got to crack at this where are you headed well if i didn't have any information at all i would go with dustin johnson but i ha- i do have information that mark is using justin thomas next week mm. and so i can't use or i shouldn't use justin thomas next week so i'm gonna have to use him this week and pray that DJ wins like back to back events and and ends up winning the third championship. So I'll go I'll go JT this week, and then you can just put me down, producer Jacob for for DJ next weekend. There you go, Mark. Now you could now, Mark. You have to decide what's important to you, and I know the answer to this. Uh, you could just play spoiler to Kyle and just make sure that you finish above Kyle, and just <laughs> that would be. Just, I would actually respect that. That would be sweet. <laughs> and just play it that way. But I know as the Bolton Slayer, that is not good enough for you. You need to go for the top. Your one point five million dollars off the lead. Two weeks to go. This is the BMW Championship. Where are you headed? Well, you, you mentioned Rob Bolton, who's the PGA Tours expert, right? Um, self-professed, I think it is, if you're listening, Rob. Um, and he did not even have Rory McIlroy in his top 20 power, what, what he called the power hitters or whatever. the Power the, rankings. Power wow. rankings. He didn't even have Rory in the top 20. And I texted him. I'm like, this is not going to edge very well. Because <laughs> when he finishes inside the top 20... I'm going to text you. And when he finishes or when he's in contention, I'm going to be texting you after every hole he's played in the final round. And he was like, yeah, I know. know. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to do this because that was asinine in my opinion. Um, But anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I I was, I was sort of on the fence last week with Hideki and I was like, I'm going to hang on. I'm unsure Um, because I have been a little unsure about Rory. Um, but I've seen enough, and I'm I'm all McElroy this week, and then I'm all Justin Thomas next week. All right, McElroy this week, Justin Thomas next week for Mark, which moves us on to Greg, who is seven hundred thousand dollars clear of Mark and eight hundred thousand dollars behind me at the top, and he has phoned in his pick, and uh, I'm about to break I'm about to break some bad news to him. It's it's Harris English. Who is also going to be my pick this week? Oh so, no! <laughs> I mean, oh, I, no. unfortunately for Greg, he missed Sunday. I made my intentions very clear. I've got two guys left: they're Harris English and Bryson DeChambeau. They are both. Um, let's see, English is eighth in the FedEx Cup. Bryson is ninth. I agree that Bryson is unplayable, so I'm giving him one more week to maybe figure it out, and I'm going with Harris English. Rick, I, I've, I've got to say this to you: I, I was glowing about Harris earlier. This guy is playing at a level right now. I know it didn't show last week because he had some silly, really almost infantile mistakes that he made. But the way he's driving the golf ball, control with the irons, the demeanor is is, is off the charts. Yes, he was rattled by the, the timekeeping that happened in the final round at Memphis. And then the guy just puts it so well. Uh, he, he, he is complete right now. And, and he is a hell of a pick here late in the playoffs. Of, of that, I'm certain. Holding Two thumbs. Things. Mark, two things. One, I'm pumped about Harris English. Not only for he, he's playing great, I'm also really excited to see him at the Ryder Cup. I think he, I think he's kind of low key gonna be awesome at the Ryder Cup. I'm really, really stoked about that. And then two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call off the John Rombat because <laughs> on the premise of 
not having to tell my wife, hey, I not only lost <laughs> one case of wine, but two cases of wine to somebody on the internet because she would not be she would not be excited about that. So JT I, set in stone, rum out. I, I have never I can always come visit when I'm at the bar in Nelson, Carl. I'll pop by and bring wine over. We'll we'll appease your wife a little bit. Oh a peace offering. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Coach? I was gonna say I've never respected you more than I do at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> Every married guy out there is like, yep. <laughs> right move, right move, KP. <laughs> the other issue is they fight over they fight over the same wins. Like I'm, it would I'm, be hard to win both of those. I've got to say this to you guys because there's two individuals in this chat over here have lost wine to me. And Tracy, my wife, you know, the wine shows up in the nice little package and she opens it up. She goes, Where's this from? I'm like, ah, oh, that was a bet with Rick, or that was a bet with Coach. She goes, and then she asked me recently, she goes, Have you taken any wine bets lately? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tim, oh. it's it's the wine that that you're tell her the wine you're gonna win is aging right now. Like it's, uh, it yeah, will be right. hot in the future. <laughs> it's already in the bottle. It's already <laughs> in the bottle. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Double duty today for the first cut podcast. This has been your mega preview pod for this week's BMW Championship. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you, producer Jacob. That right there, that's Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. That's the coach who you can find at the coach rules and Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.